Hello, principals, and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I live in California. I'm an educator, and I'm lucky enough to be a fellow with NAESP as well and with my friend Rachel in the Innovation Center. All right. So as always, we're excited to bring this episode to you so we can talk about real ideas with an amazing principal today that I've known for many, many years. And I know it's going to make your leadership stronger and also more innovative. Kimberly Miles, we have on the show tonight, avid reader. I love it because I'm an avid reader as well, blogger and turnaround principal at East Gresham Elementary School in Oregon. Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for having me tonight, guys. I really appreciate it. It's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, so awesome. So we're just going to kick it off with like a, 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 a burner question. What does being a turnaround principal mean? To me, it means building the capacity of leadership in others. So what do they knew, need to do in order to do the job that they've been asked to do? And so I like to provide um, as many learning opportunities for our teachers, our assistants, the staff, so that they can do their job really well and empower kids to be awesome. And uh, that's really, that's where it starts, is what do they need to do to grow and to be whatever they want, whatever they see that their path is going to be. And that's what I try to really determine what, what that is for each person. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. do, you have a, do you have a list? I mean, like, do you have a list? They're like, so you go in, they're like, Kimberly, we're putting you in here. Uh, I mean, you have to like assess. Is there like an assessment? Well, the first uh, thing that I like to like, yeah, the first yeah, thing I like to do is, is um, think about the, the culture of the community. What does that feel like when I'm a student? What does it feel like when I get to go into this building? I have to come here every day. And what is that going to feel like for me as a learner, as a student? And so we start there. That's the most important thing is I want kids to, you know, be banging at our doors in the morning to get into the building to make those connections with staff and their teachers. And so what does this culture look like? What does this look like for the students? For, and then the same thing applies for the staff. What does they need to want to come here every day? And then what is that reassurance that I could offer the families that know that when they they drop their child off at our school. They're well taken care of. They're loved. They're appreciated for who they are and who they're becoming. And so it, you know, that was a really hard lesson for me is like, I want, um, I want to go start about learning and instruction. And, you know, I like to look at data, but I've learned to slow down, wrap ourselves around each child and figure out what that, what that looks like and feels like. Thank you. So speaking of things that you've learned, um, I've known you, I think this is going on officially year eight, and I've just learned so many things. And it's been fantastic watching the journey and tra transformation that your school has gone through during that time. So how has your focus shifted or changed? What have you learned, especially from comparing like before the pandemic and your approach as a turnaround principal to now leading through that component and also maybe leading into an endemic? <laughs> So I think we're continuing to learn what works and what doesn't work. And what we are really le learning is that we need to take care of ourselves and we need to take care of ourselves well. 
And that's where we are starting. And um, what that looks like is that we are checking in with each other. So not only me as the principal checking in with teachers, but how am I building capacity for time for them to connect with each other, for them to uh, check in with specialists. And so we're building this network, not just within our school teams, but within our school community, where we can reach out and take care of each other and really determine what is it that you need today to be successful and how can I help you? And that um, collaboration that, occur, um, that occurs regularly has really been a game changer. And you know, it allows teachers to share their expertise in a safe and nurturing environment so that they can um, you know, empower themselves, their, their colleagues and their grade level teams that, hey, this is where we're headed. This is what we're gonna do together. And you know, if I have struggles or problems, we can check in with each other and we can ask. For help so i think yeah, that's yeah. really where it started yeah if you're if you're listening right now which you are go to twitter make sure you follow kimberly a few things worth at a few things worth uh, on twitter and i want to ask you we're going to get back to the turnaround school kimberly but i want to ask you about your blog uh, i know you love to read you love to write a few things worth reading .blogspot.com. You review a bunch of different books. You can't see, but she's holding up a stack right now. I mean, I'm on a tear this year too. I think I've already read like 11 books. I have some flights this week. I'll probably read three more. Other than your blog, are there any books that you would like to recommend that everybody listening read that you've read recently? So a game changer for me, it was um, Vivek Murthy's book, newest book, um, the Surgeon General's book, and it was called Together. And Togetherness, um, I can't remember the name of it exactly, it changed my mindset. It's um, what are we doing to ensure that we're, again, goes back to shared leadership, but taking care of each other and you know, not being in isolation, but sharing the journey with others and being, how can we form this network of togetherness? And it was not an educational book, but something that empowered um, me to understand that, you know, moving out of isolation into collaboration, and we don't just do it at schools, we do it in our networks at home, and, you know, in our neighborhoods, and how are we taking care of each other as a um, a community. It is really empower, uh, powerful. He tells uh, the story through personal vignettes of experiences that others have had. And it's just, I did a review on my blog. And the reason why I have my blog is so that I can remember, it's like a personal journal, journal for me. And so as I read these books, I do reflections on where I'm at in that moment. And so if I look back, I can see where I was as an educational leader at the beginning of my blog and then all the way through. So it's like a journal, but it's also an opportunity for me to share my takeaways with others. Yeah, you're so good. People ask me all the time. They're like, oh, do you do Goodreads or do you have a blog? And I'm like, no, just go look at my social media for all the pictures of the covers that I take. I haven't, I haven't done that. I should probably get on Goodreads and, uh, and put my books in, but I don't know. I just haven't. So thanks for the reco. I'll go check that book out. Well, there's Kimberly's challenge to you, right? Like you're always challenging <laughs> people, Adam. Kimberly's challenge to you is you need to start either a book blog or somehow documenting what you're reading in your reflections, because Lord knows that's going on in your head. You're one sharp guy, but let's 
let's share that out with others. How's that? I mean, folks, he's given us a thumbs up. That's definitely a commitment. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> All right, Kimberly. So I am curious, you know, as we navigate these times, they're challenging. I think just this weekend alone, when I was perusing social media, there were so many principals and teachers saying how they got completely knocked down this week. <laughs> they were barely able to make it through to the end of Friday. And I think the best analogy that I've ran across was they felt like they've been in, the, in a middle school dodgeball game for the last two and a half years, hiding in the back, right against the wall. And now that front line has disappeared and balls are flying at them like crazy. So how are you supporting and growing teachers in a time of stress? and also high levels of burnout. And I'd also love to hear how you're taking care of yourself because leaders are feeling that, feeling that as well. Right. So let's go back to the teacher question at first. I think the most important thing that I can do as a leader is what can I take away? What is not urgent right now? What is it that you do not need to do or think about in order for you to attend to the children that are in front of you right now? And giving them that permission, I can almost feel the visible sigh of relief given to teachers. And so I don't really want to see your lesson plans. I don't want to see, you know, your notes, whatever. I can walk in and see where you're at. And if I see that you're uh, lesson is very similar to what your colleagues are doing. I know you're planning. So let's just leave it at that. So to me, what can I take away? And then I'm still believe it's really important that children are learning. So what can we prioritize as educators so that we ensure that the children that we do have in front of us, that they're growing and whatever goal that they have, individual goal that they have, that we're attending to it. So take away as much as possible, but yes, we're still adhering to those instructional practices that are going to accelerate um, the children that are in front of us today. And so prioritizing our PLC work is really important to us at East Gresham and we're focused in on literacy. And so what is it the kids need to know and be able to do to um, meet those individual goals? And that's the one thing that we're focused in on and everything else, you know, yeah, I know you're doing it and you're doing it to the best of your abilities, but there's really no need for me to, um, you know, make create a checklist or, you know, make that a, a mandatory thing is they're professionals, you know, let's respect them as professionals. And they're making decisions that are based on the needs of the kids, which change every single day and who's ever in front of them. And they're doing the best that, you know, and I trust them with that. And that trust as, you know, Brene Brown has um, taught us well, that gives uh, a sense of vulnerability to all of us, but it allows them to grow as educators. And so that has been a game changer for us. Our kids are growing and I'm really excited. We just did our um, benchmark testing, mid-year benchmark testing. And, you know, we got most of the kids. We may not get all of them, but kids are setting their own goals and they're growing and they're excited about it. They're excited to be back in school. I mean, you know, they have their little charts and they're they're making their graphs and, and you know, that feels so good to them. And, and again, we're empowering those kids to, um, to be learners and that just feels so great. And for those of you um, that don't know, we have our uh, school story on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all those things. And you often will see kids reading and reading is a big part of our journey at East Gresham um, Elementary because that's our equity work. We want our kids to be and become whatever they want to be. And we know that um, their ticket to whatever journey they wanna go on is literacy. So that's where we're focused. 
And how do I take care of myself? Um, I'm an avid walker. So I do about five, seven, eight miles a day. I know. <laughs> I have a dog with Dang, me. Dang, that's a lot of miles to walk. Like, I'm happy when I get that in for running and I'm like, Ooh, okay, but I know it's like a good like hour, but to walk, I'm impressed. And you, you gave me goosebumps when I heard you talk about literacy and equity. Holy moly. And the work you're doing within your building, Adam, did you get goosebumps? How did that, how did that settle with you? Yeah, no, it made me smile that you just brought it, you brought it right back to that in, in such a great way and in PLC work. And um, hey, again, if you're not following and connected with Dr. Kimberly Miles, go to Twitter, a few things worth. Um, don't let this be the only time that you listen and learn from Kimberly. Make sure you connect um, and deepen those conversations and uh and take them to the next level. Kimberly, thanks so much for mm -hmm. being on the podcast. Thanks so much for talking with us. Thank you so much for showing up every single day at your school and supporting families and kids and, and teachers and classified and all the people that read your blog and all the books and, and recommendations. Uh, we appreciate it. And we are the lucky ones. One last question. Will you be in Louisville for the NASP conference this coming summer? Yes, I'm planning on coming. Um, yeah. I'm joining a book club with a confidence code book club with, with NAESP. And uh, there's several of us that are going to be going. And uh, we had our meeting last night and uh, it was really fun. So I want to meet those colleagues in person. So I encourage everybody to attend. It's the time for us to connect with others and like principles. And I'm really looking forward to it. Dang, that's a great shout out for the Center of Women in Leadership and Jessica and Andrea. Oh my goodness. Circles of folks connecting and then showing up and meeting face-to-face. -face. Adam, you've had a ton of folks that you've met and deepened re your relationships in that same format, right? Mm -hmm, totally, 100%. It's, it's the best way. And hey, if you haven't signed up for the conference yet, go to naesp.org. There's a big conference sign up button sign up. Louisville is an amazing city. Rachel's looking forward to the Maker's Mark tour. There's Louisville yes. Slugger Factory. Uh, Kimberly and I will be looking at the bookstores in town. We're going to go find some new books and support some local bookstores. Everybody else, I don't know what y'all are going to be doing. It's going to be a great conference. They just announced one of the keynotes, Inky Johnson. I've never heard him speak in person, but I've seen him on video and absolutely amazing amazing story amazing speaker i've gotten goosebumps when i've seen him speak hey we're closing the show out everybody thank you for all that you do kimberly thank you rachel my friend everyone listening keep crushing it and have an amazing day <laughs>